Welcome. Thank you for listening to The Virtuous Woman by Zach L. Grace. Here we're discussing the journey to Christ as a mom and an entrepreneur. I hope you're encouraged. Good morning, guys. OMG. I have... First of all, I just wanted to, let's just say... Ugh, oh my gosh. Let's just get into this topic. Okay, guys, so I just want to acknowledge that my voice is a little raspy. Friday was my birthday, and I decided to have a karaoke Zoom party. And, of course, I sung my vocals um, out. So there is a little rasp in my voice, and I'm, I just have to speak, but I just hope that you guys can hear me very clear and understand the things that are coming out of my mouth. So let's get right into it. Okay, guys, so... During this time, I know um, a lot of people are finding it hard to either express themselves, say what they need to say, or just know what the next step is. I don't know about anybody else, but this situation when it comes to race has definitely hit me in a different um, arena, meaning because I am a black woman. And I know that um, when it comes down to police brutality, that it's not only just with the men, but it's also with the women. I can honestly speak on situations that I've been through as a child and even growing up where I had been race, uh, um, um, I have been uh, racially profiled. And so when I think about, you know, this topic of race and this did come up, you know, one of the first things that I had to do was actually go to the father and I'm like, okay, father, what's going on? I'm not going to lie. I probably over consumed a lot of content from social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, but it's just, this was one of those things I'm going to be honest with you. Like I know that life happens, but it really did some, um, it didn't do damage, but it did hurt me. Uh, and I was angry. I became angry. And, um, so the best thing that I knew to do is just when I'm feeling like that and I feel like my emotions are trying to get the best of me, I just have to be still. And so within these two weeks, you know, with everything, you know, RIP to George Floyd, to Ahmad, to Brianna Taylor, um, and so many more of those, um, untold stories that we have yet to even hear about. There are so many of them that it's just out of control and which brought us to where we are now. We're in the a set in the area of um, of this racial racial injustice, um, where we're protesting until we see change. And I'm talking real change. But one thing that I have asked God to say, Father, what is my place here? You know, how am I supposed to move forward? Because I felt like I was getting into some type of depression on a slick. And I knew it was, that's nothing but the work of the enemy. And I knew God had prepared me for this. It's just that I don't think that I was ready for it, if that makes sense. So um, early this year, God was already sharing with me that there was going to be an uproot in the world. And there's going to be a lot of debts. So much chaos is going to happen this year that I need to be ready. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, but, you know, you it's something like this. It's like your parents can tell you something like be prepared for this, but you may look at them, listen to it. It may sink in, sit in. But until you experience it that's when it really hits you and i think for me when it comes down to this racial injustice and us as a black community being oppressed that i didn't it didn't hit me until it happened so um what i had to do is really seek god and i'm gonna be honest with you like 
I did, like I said, I consumed a lot. So I did have moments where I was not seeking God. So I can be honest about that, that I was not seeking God, that I was just trying to be informed of what the heck is going on. But by me doing so, that caused me to get in um, a state of mind that I knew that was not me. And so during this time after, you know, I finally came out and I'm still feeling some, you know, some type of way, but I have been drawing more near to Christ versus to what my flesh wants to do. So with that being said, I asked God, I said, Father, what is it, you know, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Where's my place? And God just told me, use your voice. You have a voice. You've always spoken, you know, your truth. Speak your truth. Inform people if they don't know. Um, let people know. Don't get angry because somebody is not speaking up. Not even like a company. So like for me throughout this journey, it's just really taught me like who's who, who's not. It's really showing me who actually has some racism inside of them. And, and really showing me in those situations that I just need to see people for who they are. And then that's it. Like I'm not going to treat them any badly because of how they look at me and the color of my skin. And how they think that the black community should be like, you know, I feel as though when it comes down to the race, uh, race thing, it's more like, you know, the black folks. So we supposed to stay at this certain state and we're not supposed to rise. And it's like, what do you expect? You know, like I heard um, one of the ladies, she was speaking out on protest, protesting and she spoke on it and she said, you know, we've held our end of the bargain, but y'all, y'all did not hold y'all end of the bargain. So now this is why there's so much chaos and so much uh, anger and so much protesting and so much uh, looting and so much um, 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 riots is because the black community is tired. And I don't know about y'all. I know that I am tired. Why? One of the things that came up and I really spoke to the Lord about, I said, why is it that when I leave my house or my son leaves my house, or leave the home or either go with his dad, his grandma, whatever it is, I have to have the worry or that has to be a weight. It's not even a worry. It's like a weight on me that I have to pray even harder. The fact that I don't know if my child going to make it back and not only him, myself, I have been racially uh, profiled. I have been um, um, walking the store. Hey, you know, and somebody, the people at the restaurants tell me, well, you know, that's an extra this. And I'm like, okay. And you telling me that because like I'm, I'm not sitting here because of my looks. I'm sitting here because I either want to eat or I want to have a drink. And that's just to be true on this. Why are you telling me about pricing? Just give me what I asked for. Like, that's just it. And um, that has happened to a lot of people in the black community. And we are just tired. And so I'm using my voice to let those who do not have a voice or do not even know where to start. God shared with me this, these things. When it comes down to this race thing, first of all, people are going to always be racist. You can't you can't change people, but you can be the change that that needs to be seen. So for me, despite of how somebody look and feel to me or they may look at me, they may even say like you're a nigger or whatever the word that they, you know, color folks. And please stop using color folks. We're not color folks like that is to me. That is still racist, <laughs> racist like color folks. Oh, my God. I haven't heard color folks since the 1900s. Shoot. But anyway, um. For me, it just made me have a whole perspective on where I'm spending my money. Who am I investing in? Because I need to be able to be able to feel comfortable where where my money is going, that I know that it's helping somebody that looks like me. And that's just the truth and the honest. I don't want to be building companies, making people millionaires off of the money that I'm providing them and they don't even like me. You see what I'm saying? So it's making me be more aware when it comes down to my investments. And I'm talking down to the deodorant that I use, to the soap that I use, to the shoes that I buy, to the clothes that I purchase, you know, the houses, 
who am I connecting to? Do they really care about me? Because that is where, to be honest with you, you build relationships. You know what I mean? It's just like me trying to get involved with somebody who doesn't want me. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. So for me, I'm very, I'm being a, a steward of just, I'm being a steward of my time, my energy and my peace. But I'm also focusing on where my money is going to make sure that it's coming into a community that was going to help somebody that looked like me or even be able to help my son. You know what I'm saying? When he gets old and, and he needs certain things where he won't be racially profiled to be like, oh, I don't, mm -mm, he don't, or, you know, he matched the description. You know, I, I hate, you know, basically before all this was going on, and this has been going on for some time, but you know where it just kind of blew up with George Floyd is that when I noticed like companies, um, like first of all, first of all, there has a bunch of companies that were not, I felt like this. If you weren't worrying about racial um, profiling and oppression of black folks before, and now you want to jump on a bandwagon, that's a red flag for me. Like that's a red flag because um, before that mean that you was always that certain that way. You know what I mean? Why did it take for this to happen for you to open up your mouth? And some people, it may have to get to this point for the people to open your mouth, but don't put up a post because you think that you're going to lose your black following or lose your black purchases and this and that. I'm looking deep and I'm looking in. And I know for my part is to share with the community and not just the black community, everybody to know that, hey, these folks are like this. This folks is like that. I'm going to do my research. And like I said, I'm going to be very intentional about where I'm spending my money. And I'm going to use my voice to know like what and stand up for what is right and what is wrong. And it's just straight up like that. Like, we got a lot of people, especially, I'm super surprised about some people in the Christian community to be able to see people for who they truly are. I'm like, whoa, I never even thought that this was, you know, this was. And so to be able to see that, I think this situation has really exposed not just the body of Christ, but also the world. And it really exposed the devil to show us what is really going on out there. So for me... I've had a couple of awakenings throughout this journey. I started my awakening journey, uh, and I can share that story. I, I think I actually need to share that story. I don't even think I fully went into details about my stories. I think I may. If you want to know more about that, my story, like my story and how I turned my life around, put that in the, um, like, put a note, say I want to know, or in the comments or something like that, so I can know that people really want to know, and I'll put that out there. But anyway, um, I've had several encounters with God but when I what, what my awakening it was a couple of awakenings and it was like I had my first awakening in 2019 and then I had a second awakening, awakening earlier this year where it was kind of like God woke some stuff up in my spirit but this this really woke me up to see like the world for what it is and that's why I know God has been speaking into my heart this is why I tell you daughter and this is why I tell my people do not be conformed by this world you know, but, but the renewal of your mind, renew your mind every day. It's an everyday journey. And when it comes down to race, the, to be honest with you, it starts at home. And when I mean home, I'm not talking about in the house and with a conversation, it starts in the heart of you. If you have in your heart some type of hate towards a person because of the pigmentation of their skin, that is in your heart. That's not because I don't, and it's cause I'm gonna tell you this, my mama can, and she has not done this, but I'm just saying, like, she could have done this. My mom could have taught us white folks or white folks this, white folks that. Oh, I don't like white folks. I don't white folks. This. Yeah, it may become repetitive and you may learn it. But at some point, I know in my life, I'm going to give you a prime example. When I saw the way that things was happening from my mom and how we grew up and stuff like that, I knew I didn't want that lifestyle for my kid. So I decided to make the change in my heart that, okay, 
at 12, that's when I felt like I grew up. And at 12, I decided that when I have kids and I get older and I get married, that this is not the lifestyle that I want for my, my family. And I put that out there in the atmosphere, not knowing that things were actually happening out there, but I spoke it to God. I spoke it out to the atmosphere because this is, you know, he's over this world, you know? And so, uh, well, you know, devil's over this world, but he's over all of us. And so, but I put it out in the atmosphere. I spoke it. And that's the thing. You have to speak things into existence. And that's exactly what I did. And I put that out there. And so when the time came, God knew what I needed to get to where I am right now. Ooh, thank you, Lord. And so um, even in this situation, when it comes down to race, it starts in the heart of man. You have to change your heart. A lot of people need to probably repent. Um, because they thought that maybe, you know, this was right. And that was the way it is. A lot of companies, I look at people like, okay, you know, there's a lot of companies and see, I'm in the fashion industry. So for me, I know the fashion industry, they're racist. It starts on these jobs. There is racial, um, um, differences, you know, people of color get paid less than the people, uh, white, white folks. And that's just the truth. And so it, it goes into the different eras of life. Like it's not just. Oh, the president, he's racist. Oh, you racist because I follow you and this and that. I see what you're doing. You racist. No, it starts at home. And so for in order for I feel as though for this to really be impactful and change to really come, people have to change their hearts and how they see black people. Because people look at us like we're either ghetto, a thug or this and that. And it's like, first of all, you prejudge me. You don't even know me. And they have identified us in that realm because of what they were either taught or what they feel. I don't know. I don't know that spectrum. Just like y'all don't, you know, white people don't know how it is to be black. I don't know how it is to be white and how I am viewed. I have worked with so many different cultures that I can tell, like, I can always tell, like, oh, she racist or so, oh, he racist and stuff like that. But I have a lot of white friends that don't even look at my color. Like they don't, they don't look at the color of my skin. We really genuinely just have a, a friendship with uh, each other because of our character. And that's where I'm at. It's like, you know, I'm judging. It's not even judging. I'm looking at folks as at their character, not personality and not like a fasana or what they're putting out there. Like something like surface. No, let's get to the meat and the, meat, the nitty gritty. So that's where I am. I'm just in a place where I'm really just being a steward of Who's giving, who I'm giving my time in, people beliefs and, um, and seeing how they're treating people like, you know, where are, are you, are you really supporting me or, or, you know, you know, are you just so focused on, oh, because this person is eluded, y'all are looting out there. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to make this very clear. And I share this with my mom. I'll say what well, people miss to understand is the looting does not have anything to do with George Floyd being, you know, executed on national TV. That's the difference. So first of all, let's identify that, that this man was killed. He wasn't out there looting. He wasn't out there rioting. He wasn't out there doing anything. He was just bringing his friend to the store. And that was an uh, um, uh, example of, you know, racial uh, and, and police brutality. That has nothing to do with the protest. That has nothing to do. I mean, it has something to do. It was the, the reaction of it. But I'm just saying don't identify George Floyd's death with what's the protesting because the, because of his death that was was well, yeah I'm sorry because of his death that is what caused the protest the rioting and the looting so 
I don't like to hear that, you know, people identify and putting that in the same rim when that has nothing to do with it. The fact that a person was killed and that's just it. And so where I am, I'm just really focusing. God is telling me to stay the course. I've just been hearing that stay the course, daughter, stay the course, because it's so much stuff that has happened and that is going to happen and that is going to continue to happen that sometimes we can lose sight. And I'm not going to lie for a moment. I did lose sight and I was so angry. And I went back into an old way of like when I'm angry, I pretty much kind of like internalize things. And so God was like, oh, no. So yesterday I literally wept. I had a weeping moment um, where I cried and I, was, I just I had to release that off of me. I had sat in my car and I just had to release. I had, I had to do a check in with myself. So, you know, do that. Check in with yourself. See how you're doing. If, if you haven't feelings and emotions, do some breathing exercise, do some journaling, sit and, you know, sit and have a moment with God. Um, just, I'm going to say this, do not take so much information that we're getting on social media and online that it becomes a consumption of who you are. And I didn't want that. So I had to kind of like take a pause, not really, um, look online all the time, but just see God and not to, and that's not to just sit and ignore what is going on, um, in the world. But one of the main things God was sharing with me is daughter, use your voice, that your voice is vital in these moments. They are needed. They are, um, they are important. You're a queen. And that's just what it is. This was a reminder, especially for the black community that we are Kings and Queens of God. And God, and it's time for us to rise as a community versus, you know, uh, you know, stabbing each other in the back, looking at each other as threats. Let's come together. And but I understand that these were the things that were taught against us. This started way, way back when. And it's just I'm so grateful that I went to my experience and my encounter with Christ on last year where I was able to see that God was telling me last year, renew your mind, daughter. I need you to let go. Of everything that you were taught, everything that your parents were that taught you, I need you to renew that and and start reparenting yourself and re readjusting your mind to see things for what it truly is. And so when I started that journey, it really did help me in my now. Granted, it this this did just I'm not gonna lie, it did hit me kind of sideways, but I was able now I'm able to come out on top and just stay the course because I had a, it was some I ain't gonna lie it was a it was a minor mental setback, and that's the thing. When it comes down to the black community, this is mentally trauma. Like, this is trauma for us. Like, this is trauma. Because it's like person after person is like, okay, we're trying to get over this person. We're trying, and then it's another one. And then it's another one. It's another one. It's another one. It's like, okay, come on. Like, this is traumatic. When I saw George, and, if, and this is just my final thought, if you didn't see yourself in a situation or even saw like it was your brother, despite of your color and your race or whatever you are, your ethnic background, your culture, whatever. I felt as though if you did not see or had that moment like, damn, that really, despite of prejudging saying, oh, Lord, well, he deserve it. Nobody deserves to die like that. Nobody. It don't matter what they did. And one thing I love what um, TGJ says, you know, I'm not, we're not saying that criminals need, don't need to be charged. Yes, criminals don't matter what color they are. Yes, they need to be convicted and deal with the consequences of what they've done. But don't judge me on the corner. Don't arrest me on the corner. Don't kill me. Don't charge me on the corner. And with your knee in my neck. You know what I mean? Get your knee off of my neck. And that's where we're tired at. It's just like one after another. So 
people, or if you're experiencing this downtime and you're really feeling like depressed, here are a few steps. I just got to share this with you guys. Take these steps and begin to get up and awake. It's time to awake. Because I don't know about y'all, but this really awakened my spirit to really see this world for what it is. And this is of the enemy. Racism is of the enemy. This is of the enemy. This is the devil. And so this is really showing you to identify, one, who you are surrounded with, who are the people that you entrust your most darkest secrets with, you know what I mean? Who are you spending your money with that are not bringing it back into the community? You know what I mean? Who you're spending time with? What are you watching on TV? Educate yourself. You don't have to go to school to educate yourself. There's so many articles. There's so many books online. It's just really time for us to wake up. And that's just it. It's just time to wake up and use your voice, whether your platform, whether you have two followers or two million followers, it's time to arise and it's time to wake up. And I know that I'm taking my stance and I'm going to use my voice. Nobody's going to shut me up. I have a, I have a right to speak. I have a right to express myself. And it's supposed to be the, the world of the, uh, the freedom world of the freedom, um, country where we can, you know, freedom of speech. I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use it. So these are three ways that you can do these three things that you can do to get out of this funk. Cause I know people are still in this funk. Get up. That's number one. <laughs> get up, get out of your bed, get off of social media and just get up. Number two, do some type of um, activity, go outside, sit on your porch, endure the nature, go for a run, a walk or something. And number three, write. Journal, write, speak to God and, and let him tell you what your next step should be. Because that's the important thing I feel like in these moments, these are the moments where we have to be very vital about our next step. Seek him first, the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So before you walk out that door, you need to make sure that you are covering yourself with the blood. And I'm not to say like, like perfect patty, like to always do this as a routine. Even when you're in a car, you think about, oh, Lord, let me say a prayer before I go into the store, before I go somewhere, because you just never know. And that's where I am. I'm at a point where I'm really using my voice. I'm standing up for what is right. I'm being intentional. Where my money, and I'm being a steward of where my money is going and who I'm investing in to make sure that these folks are really by, behind me and back up my culture. Because at the end of the day, when somebody see George Floyd, they see me, they see my son, they see my husband, they see my family, they see my brother, my dad. We all, and that's how we identified ourselves with this man, not knowing that we don't even know this man. I know this man from a can of paint. I don't know him, but I identify with him because why he looks like me. He looks like me. So I just wanted to share my thoughts on this. It's been a rough two weeks, but we made it through. We are here. We are still here. And the man... The last words that man said, he can't breathe. He can't breathe, but you can. So use your breaths and use your voice and use them wisely. I hope you're encouraged. Bye-bye.